0: The Snow West show from our mountain snowmobiling headquarters in Idaho for over 45 years. Here's your host Ryan Harris.
1: Welcome to the Snow West show. I'm Ryan Harris. Uh, this is going to be a great episode. We uh we rode the 2024 skidoo lineup, uh, what's well, been a couple weeks ago, and uh. Uh, Brock and I, Brock Jen, and I rode the uh, the 2024 ski Freeride. The everything from the 146 2.5 Turbo, the new Expert. Uh, we ride. You you rode the first day with the mountain stuff, and then the next day, man, I'm telling you what I rode. I did 118 miles an hour, and I was more scared doing that than I've ever been in the backcountry avalanche train. <laughs> like uh, that new MXZ with the Turbo R in it and the water methanol injection. Wow, that thing was insane. I i don't i mean i don't have the i don't have what it takes to be a trail rider and ride that (laughs) um and then that same day that same second day we went and rode the grand touring electric e-sled oh wow it's like a it's uh, fully electric no no it's not a hybrid or anything it's just completely electric battery operated Um, we'll get into that we'll hit on that a little bit later but first uh let me introduce uh who we've got in here today we've got our snow west test staff we've got uh four out of five of us anyway uh, we have Justin Stevens, yep, of Stevens Homes, yep. uh, formerly MotorFist, formerly uh, kind of a brand manager and marketing manager for MotorFist. Uh, we've yeah, I mean, you've introduced yourself time and time again on these podcasts, but yep. but uh, that that's uh, that's Justin Stevens there, uh, part of the Snow West test staff, been helping us out to snow shoot and on these uh, sled tests for years. And then we have Rhett Clark to to the right, uh, Rhett Clark. You've been around helping us out. For years, uh, you've, you're the guy that goes to Haydays with me and introduces me to people in the industry. <laughs> um, everybody's friend, everybody's buddy, uh, Rhett Clark, and we have uh, Brock Jenna. Uh, Brock has been helping us out on sled, on sled tests as well for a few years. Uh, helped us out there for a while, and then you got kind of caught up in the Arctic Cat world. You were Arctic Cat regional sales rep. Were you? Were you? You weren't DSM, were you?
0: District Sales Manager. District yeah, Sales Manager Regional
1: District. Oh, okay. District Sales Manager. Um, hawking Arctic Cats all over the place, left and right. <laughs> and you you got that job through your days at Motorfist.
0: Right. So. Where I, I would be considered probably regional at Motorfist.
1: Yeah. So you and Justin were together at the same time at Motorfist, right? Back in back in the good old days. Yep. I
0: think Very we're still bit. we're
1: still together today.
2: Yeah. yeah. Look at that. He still helps me out.
1: <laughs> look at that. And and <laughs> would you say it's, you you are a recovering Arctic Cat addict? <laughs> I would
0: say I am a recovering Arctic Cat addict. I'm probably going back.
1: Oh, that, well, ca- you know, that, yeah. that catalyst. Yep, from, like you're 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 thinking yeah. like, okay, I I I'm full on Arctic Cat that here. Catalyst in, in, ride. In that you guys two. went
0: on without me. I'm I'm still thinking. <laughs> I'm probably going to end up going back to back to being an Arctic Cat guy.
1: Yeah, you might. So so uh, next week is snowshoe. So you're going to get to ride it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. We bring it home with us Tuesday night. The three inch. So. So, so Brock's gonna bring his pick up, so bro yeah brock's bring this pick up, and oh so I'm bringing it home then, yeah, okay, first in line, Hey, can I park the catalyst is it is the catalyst good this week? Well, Bruce isn't here, so he can't call for it, yeah. So I guess it's yours, yeah, yeah, Snoozy lose farmer, <laughs> so yeah, we're but the, today we're talking about the twenty four Skidoos. um, and the embargo was last night, so everything came out we we've had to sit on this and and normally we can go ride you know we, we went and did uh another brand intro in january and you know you can we can shoot our own content and we can get our phones out and take photos and videos and, and kind of save that stuff for later and post it when the embargo lifts um we weren't weren't really able to do that with this Skadoo stuff uh really kind of kept a tight lid on the new stuff coming out for 24. they did a good job i didn't see anything leak um which is which is great great for us because uh uh, I think if stuff leaked from anywhere, any outlet or any dealership or anywhere, it would kind of put an end to those early season rides that that the media get to do. so i'm I'm glad nothing made its way out there for that reason because it is fun to get on these things early on. Um, but yeah, we we were up there a couple weeks ago, and Island Park and phenomenal snow, right? like it had, it had snowed relatively recently and a lot of stuff. Well, I actually think it snowed that night.
0: Yeah, it snowed the night before. Yeah. Um like you said, Island Park's been getting hammered this year. So, I mean, there was a great base. We had new snow. It was it was ideal conditions for testing these mountain sleds.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and there's, you know, there's a lot of good places to ride up there, but they tend to get hammered out anymore by everybody and their dog. You know, a lot of uh, the Minnesotans and Wisconsin's, all the the tourists that come over this way and then uh Utah I think plays a heavy role in that coming up to Island Park and tracking everything out. But we you know, we we've got a few great spots that are tough to get to that, that we went and found. And there weren't any tracks in there and I, I think we had some pretty clean, fresh snow to to do these evaluations in. So we we started out, um we kind of did this little walk around in the in the shop where they explain everything that's new and they pull the covers off. They got three sleds in there that are covered. A 24 Summit X, a 24 Expert, and a 24 Freeride, and we hit on the Freeride first. They pull the cover off, and uh, Frederick Dijardin, who is the snowmobile product manager for for Skidoo, basically the guys who who is in charge of developing uh, this product and this product line and maintaining uh, all the stuff that they all the cool stuff that they do. His first thing was like, okay, we built. We built this free ride for the Cody McNulty's and the Jay Menaberry's and the Blaine Matthews of the world, like super aggressive, super aggressive, uh, hard hard riding. So Fred Fred says that about the free ride, and uh, Jay's just over there in the corner, just rubbing his hands together like this, just as <laughs> giddy as I'll get out, because this is this is what he's been asking for. So they go over the highlights. The free ride basically is is reworked a lot a lot from last year. Um, it seems like they've been going. Uh, every every year they kind of focus on a model to kind of revamp the experts had the most attention for the last couple of years and the the free ride gets uh, Gets a 15 inch wide track. So it's it's a 15 inch wide version of the expert track, which is 16 It's not the Lynx 15 wide track because the Lynx 15 wide track is actually 14 and three-quarter inches wide and it's it's kind of a different lug pattern and different construction Again, Lynx design, designs all their own stuff. Skidoo designs all their own stuff. They're both owned by BRP, but but uh, not really sharing the the same. I th-
0: I thought that was really cool too. Talking to Frederick and the and the engineers, they were they were very you know upfront saying, you know they designed their own stuff, and we design we design our own stuff here you know at, at BRP. And the track was one of the th- things I asked him about. I said, this "Is it the same one as the Lynx?" And he was. He's very adamant at saying, "No, it's it's our it's our track. It's not Link's track."
1: So. Yeah, it's almost funny because I I think Skidoo and Links are more competitive with with each other almost than like Skidoo and Polaris, hmm. because because it's that internal battle and it's like, okay, we have to work with you. We're everybody thinks we're teammates, but we're not. Like we're trying to to outdo each other, so they really don't work together at right. all. When we were at dinner that night, same thing kind of came up. Like, yeah, they're
0: we are one, but we're not. We. We want to we want to do things our way, and they want to do things their way. And yeah, it was that was a good the good point that they brought up that we're we're different, but yeah. we're
1: the, you know we're the same, but we're we're different. Interesting. And, and last year you guys were there last year at Snowshoe when yeah. we, we met with them afterward, and we we just kept talking about how cool the Lynx Re was. <laughs> he was not happy. Really? You know, they yeah. he, he was just like, I don't want to hear about the Lynx. Talk about this kadoo. We're we're, we're doing this kadoo. kadoo. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, they to go 15 wide track on the free ride. Uh, you can get a 15 wide in a 3-inch or a 2.5. And the free ride you can get in a 165 3-inch, 154 3-inch, and 146 2.5, and also a 154 2.5. So a lot of track configurations there. Uh, we rode the 154 3-inch primarily. I mean, there was a 165 3-inch, but we didn't get much time on that. Um one three inch turbo and a 146 2.5 inch turbo and holy crap those things were wild especially the 146 right 146 was yeah it was it was crazy it, it was fun
0: it, yeah. it, the fun factor was just it was through the roof on that machine
1: yeah because you, you think back like uh 18 19 20 and then 20 when the uh when the summit turbo came out everything was like getting longer we had 175s and everything was like okay how do we get farther up the mountain factory turbo comes out and it's like oh my gosh imagine this thing on like a 175 but now we're going the opposite way we're doing like factory turbos on 154s and yeah. 146s and and it's kind of across the board not just not just skidoo but it's man it's fun
2: yeah i think i think you're seeing a lot of people move like at least to the 155 154 that track length, I think, is just a general, general preference right now. So, I mean, the 146 might not be for everybody, but for somebody that's looking for something a little more playful than a 155, that that probably fits that bill pretty well. So,
1: because you're typically a one, had been a typically a 165 guy. Would you yeah,
2: say? yeah. I, I've I've always kind of liked the 165, 163. um But it's funny, even this last week when we rode, uh I actually I actually really enjoyed the one fifty five at least in those tight trees that we were we were in just just easier to get around plenty of i mean they got plenty of power you got plenty of lift i i wasn't i wasn't uh short anything and then I guess you get shorter track lighter weight so
1: yeah and uh man it just seems like everything is trending shorter again and it my theory, I, I don't know why. I have no idea really why. Yeah. You know, an and Arctic cat kind of started this whole 146 thing um, several years ago. I mean, credit to your boys, right? Uh, <laughs> he, he's on his phone. <laughs> we're going to put your phone in my pocket for you. There's a reason why. <laughs> I'm, I know, usually, I know. I'm usually not. There's some yep. pressing going on at yep. home. So just, just, yeah. just mm-hmm. forgive me today. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah gotta get her home mm-hmm. um but the 146 movement i, I would give that credit to arctic cat like like they came out with that on the ascender three years ago i want to say uh really went to a three inch D- did they have a three inch 146 or no was there a two this,
0: six? it was a two six okay and two, it still is a two six
1: <clears throat> okay that's right yeah. they don't
0: have a 146 three so
1: 146 two, two six on the Ascender platform. And so you would watch their backcountry guys, their black cats, ride the 146s for the last few years and just how wild their stuff would be. And then you see, hold on, I got the same problem. (laughs) Right? Everybody
2: do a phone check. What you got going on, (laughs) Rand
1: We we need to pause the pod for a minute here and everybody everybody get on top of their business. But yeah, the 146 stuff is just, so my, my theory is, uh, the big long track mountain sleds were a different style of riding. And, and the whole idea for that, you know, for the last 10 years has been, and I want the, I want the longest, biggest, baddest, most power to get to that point on the mountain. I mean, I don't, there's, I don't want to be turned away because of lack of sled. And we've achieved that. Like on a 165 turbo three inch track, you can go about anywhere you dare go. And you're in terrain. The moment that it's snowing, um, it it it's almost it's a pretty dangerous aspect of it as well because you're in terrain that's pretty unstable, as it's becoming more unstable. But but I think everybody's kind of like experienced that and like okay yeah we've had long tracks we've had factory turbos we've had three inch tracks we've had 175s that was cool I want to go back to the days where the sled was a handful. And kind of it was kinda of wild to ride and I can't get that far because I have to ride this thing and control it a little more and, and it's it's a more playful fun ride. And that's where I, I see us going back one forty sixes, one fifty fours. Yeah.
0: You know, the the longer tracks, we were we were getting those to, to get up on the snow and stay afloat, you know, and credit to the manufacturers now with the one forty sixes, the one fifty fives, they're actually making those so they're staying up and float and you know they're getting up on the snow really you know faster faster than the, than the longer tracks were doing it
1: yeah and that, that that's a great point because man you talk you talk about the Polaris's or you talk about the skidoos like the the way these sleds can just get on top and plane out like like i don't, I don't know sticks. night and day
0: difference between you just even two years ago from both of those manufacturers yeah it, you know in my opinion
1: and and cat like before cat went to the alpha skid you know that thing would uh, go down like cut down everything was cutting down and trenching it and, and, and this was all. Right. everything had big snow flaps on it we were we were kind of dropping anchor and, and holding ourselves back as we were trying to come up with technology to get us on top of the snow better but all of that shift to no snuff no snow flaps shorter tunnels this all kind of helps let get up on top of the snow um but anyway we so we take off from the cabin um on these new what were you on when we left were you on a free ride i was on, no i was on a free ride. i was on an
0: expert a natural okay. i 850 uh 165
1: okay so you're on the new expert i was on the 154 turbo free ride and you know we we were just in that same spot last yeah. week you've got i don't know a couple miles of pretty brutal moguls yeah <laughs> i <Like, laughs> like, don't um, ride them too up <laughs> yeah dirty dancing theme song comes to my mind <laughs> <laughs> um but it, it's a brutal section of trail and it it's because we're in it, it, we try to avoid any of the groom trail where we go in this little spot we are trying to get to uh you're limited by the how close the trees are together cuz you have to go through this stuff and i think every zone has this you know from Colorado to BC has some of this regardless right yeah. every, everybody has that yeah, single at least, track go trail a little bit so absolute rough big square edge moguls and and I'm telling you what that free ride so it's got 40 millimeter piston shocks all the way around all four shocks are 40 millimeter which is different different than the expert which is uh I believe 30 36 um
2: 36 front and
1: different even than the links the links re was 36 uh the links no the the links ds was 36 the links re had has 40 millimeter 46 millimeter track shocks. So bigger volume track shocks, but thirty six millimeter ski shocks. So the free ride has overall probably uh you know, forty millimeter shock shafts or pistons on the front ski shocks, forty millimeter pistons on the rear track shocks. It's got a lot of shock on that sled. And this is something that uh I I feel like the, the mountain segment of the sled industry has lacked for a long time is that premium tier of suspension. Yeah um and i i think it's i honestly think it's because engineers just look at it like oh man you guys are riding in deep powder you don't need suspension soft snow yeah 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 you can can use just the basic cheap small shocks but we uh as mountain riders you're you're hitting this crap you're riding rough terrain all the time and as the season changes you're riding firm snow soft snow deep powder bottomless stuff hard stuff ice crust like like you're riding the full gamut.
2: Well, and to the point of the shorter track sleds, I mean that, you know, and then people are jumping them more and and doing more with them that would maybe require a little better suspension setup. So, yeah. Maybe that's pushing it a little bit too. to, to well, benefit.
1: I, I think so for sure. Like, you know, the Maverick Walkers of the world are on 46s and doing crazy stuff, and I think they need, you know, an Andreas Bergmark on his links, you know. Right. He's riding a Shredder RE with with the the big burly suspension and that's kind of what that sled's built for and i think that was the gap that skidoo had in their lineup that they tried to fill with the free ride and i, I think they nailed it that's awesome um, what did what did you think so you started out on the expert
0: you know i uh, for a i was actually coming down the coming down out of the hills on the on the 146 and i was kind of excited to take it through the whips and then Ryan all of a sudden stops and gives me a long track and takes it <laughs> takes it down through the whoops. And then on the way up, he was on the 154 free ride, so I was uh, you know I was on a long track basically a 165 on on the way in and the way out through the whoops. So
1: and uh, hey, yeah. I was doing you a favor. Sometimes those long tracks can bridge that crap. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that 154 that I was on going through the whoops on the way up. Um, skidoo's have gotten better in the whoops. But they've never been like this. Led to have in the whoops, right?
0: Yeah, there's a little there's a little death wobble when you're on a skidoo coming, yeah. coming through some of those whoops. But I, and I think the I think the geometry, the new geometry on the spindle, is supposed to help with that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about spindle geometry. That that changed on just the free ride. That new spindle is not on anything else. It's just on the free ride, and basically all it is is it, it increases the trail, so it brings the ski pivot bolt back farther so as as the sled is tracking it has a, more of a tendency to keep the keep the bar straight but if you get off trail it's a little more effort to get it to turn hmm. um like like fred was joking around in that you know in the presentation we were watching that, that the guys that are riding the free arms have bigger arms and bigger shoulders so they can typically <laughs> handle it but <laughs> um but yeah so that the spindle made a huge difference i mean that that thing tracked really well and going through those moguls on the way up to the mountain I was hitting that harder and harder and harder, trying to, you know, anticipating what the expert does. Because, you know, I've been on the expert all year for the last couple of years. The expert has really good suspension. In fact, when the red and white expert came out, uh, there's another really bumpy trail over by Two Top that we run. It's kind of a, it's a good test course. Really rough. It's not groomed. It's that same, it's that same single track goat trail stuff that gets hammered out. And the expert... Was really good at that. Best skidoo I had ever ridden at bumps. I was like, finally, you guys got it figured out. And then jump four years forward, the free ride just blows that thing away. Hmm. And it's I think it's the shock volume. It's the damping. It's it's the valving inside the shock. Um, it's the ski. You know the the free ride shares the same ski as the expert, which is a more aggressive, deeper keel ski. And then the spindle. Uh, where it has that, that trail, that increased trail. Like I don't feel that that skiddiness that a skidoo typically has on bumps and in, in moguls. And because it's a thirty six inch front end, not a thirty four inch front end, it it's a little more stable in that stuff. An expert an expert is great in the bumps until it's not. Right. But by the time you realize it's not you're in trouble. <laughs> you're, you're not going where you want it to go <laughs> no anymore. <for> right. <laughs> um, so it, so bumps the free ride is just phenomenal. Like that thing just just blows everything else out of the water uh, in the Skidoo lineup. I I'm excited for Snowshoe because there's a couple other sleds out there I want to compare it to, but this I haven't ridden a Skidoo Turbo, especially a Turbo that has done that well in rough stuff. That's awesome. <clears throat> and and they've gotten really good in the last few years. But the free ride is just phenomenal in that stuff. So then we get, uh, we get, we get out of that stuff and we start climbing. We're in the mountains, we're in the trees, um, kind of cutting our own trails in and we're riding this windblown Ridge, same, same Ridge that we had where all those logs and yep. sticks are sticking up, riding that windblown stuff and just kind of blitzing through the trees and, and the harder you hit stuff on that free ride, the better it does. Like, like it is, it it's not timid at all. Like it'll take. Yeah. I was able to ride it through that on the way down. And
0: like you said, you just, it, it just eats it up those hard windblown, uh, bumps and stumps. You just, yeah, you just bounce right over them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can skim them. And then if you start trying to do some rhythm, you know, you'll, you'll double or triple a couple of those moguls and then you'll nose in. But man, if you nose into one that's really firm, like typically you're going to, yeah. you're going to feel it in your wrists. Yeah. You know, it's a pretty jarring effect, but on the, on the free ride, it would just absorb it. Like there was never that jar. Like every, every time you skim it on anything else, you, you double and you have that rhythm and you just expect this jar on every bump. Awesome. And the, the free ride would just kind of absorb it and then load up. And as, as long as you could hang on, cause it's, there could be some G force and rider fatigue and all that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, as long as you can hang on, man, that thing will absorb and just load up and pop out. Uh, mm-hmm. did you play with the clickers at all on that? I didn't play with the clickers. Nope. I just so, left it how it was, so it's a three position, uh, compression clicker. There's no rebound adjustment. It's all compression. Yeah. And it's basically, uh, it's it's like a low-medium hard, soft-medium hard. And I started out with it in uh, the firm. And when we were going through that really rough stuff, or, no, I started out with it in in the second position, so medium. And when we were going through that rough stuff, I dialed it up to three. Um, and three was phenomenal. Like that three is where it just would not, it would not bottom. It was plush. Mm. It would absorb. Um, so when we got back to the trailer and we were talking to, uh, their suspension guys, I think one of us made the comment, like, I think you can bump your range up, you know, make, make what is currently medium, make that your low and then have a, have a little firmer three position. But I don't know where they'll go from there, but one is really plush. The soft setting is really plush, but, if you get into that hard square edge, you know hardback mogul stuff. Be enough, yep. Uh, two and three is where it, where it's at on there. Um, so then we get out all this rough stuff and we get up into the trees and it's deep snow and we're dropping into some big holes and that's where, God, that's where I really felt the 15 wide track
2: on the free ride. Yeah, yeah.
1: And that so that's an interesting thing because you you know we've ridden 16 wide tracks on skidoo's for when did that come out? De- I mean decade yeah right. it's, been, it's a long, been a long, long time. time where they've kind of had the market on that 16 wide and i think it gives them a leg up on flotation and it, it helps the skidoo even though it's heavier than a polaris it helps the skidoo keep the rear end up on top of the snow and like you were talking about earlier plane out um the one advantage that man the 15 wide free ride track had was it just spooled up really quick would you say like it like really responsive just because it was there's a little bit less rotating mass i've got to i've
0: got to agree with you i didn't i didn't feel like uh i didn't feel like i was losing any any traction with the narrower track yeah because it it must be the track speed uh i don't know but it it felt really good
1: yeah and maybe if you get into that coastal bc snow you know where where it's just insanely deep maybe maybe there you would but uh I, i think the 15 wide track gives the free ride a couple advantages um, track speed, uh, lower inertia. So it accelerates quicker. Um, but yeah, overall track speed, like the turbo on the free R, um, cause all the, all their engineers were riding with this. And I remember coming back from that first little area where, where we were all kind of splitting right. up and going off and riding and coming back and thinking, man, this thing, this thing runs hotter than our model year 23 expert turbo. It felt like it. Yeah. And they're like, No same same motor same calibration same turbo same boost i wish they'd had a 154 uh
0: expert there as well with the turbo so we could compare them back to back yeah that would have been cause cool. we, we spent a lot of time on that 154 free ride but uh that would have been that would have been really good to have a you know a 154
1: yeah I, I agree with that expert. that would have been nice to go back and forth on but i i think what we're feeling there free ride to expert was was just a lot of the track internship. You know, go 16 wide to a 15 wide track. It'll spool up quicker, and then it'll maintain a higher track speed just because there's less rotating right. mass, right? Yeah. But the the free ride just man, that thing was pretty wild, like incredibly. Did they give you a good. a weight difference between the tracks? Ah, uh, they they did. I don't know if I wrote that down. Um, I'd have to go. I might have it written down somewhere. I think you videoed it. Was it? Yeah, it was in the video. Yeah, I think you videoed it.
0: Is a little bit lighter, and I can't. I don't know the exact numbers.
1: Yeah, I want to say like five to six pounds weight difference. Fifteen to six. No, is it that
0: much? I don't think it was that much. I think no, it was like
1: three or four pounds. Yeah, three or four pounds. Three or four pound weight difference from sixteen to fifteen. It's
2: still a yeah. rotating mass. But yeah,
1: yeah. And, well, it's a it's a big. You know, the farther away you get from center on rotating mass, the more inertia. Yeah. So you take a track that's rotating that long mm-hmm. and and take that much weight off. That's a pretty significant change. So
2: between the 146 and the 154 in the free ride, you had both those right? Mm-hmm. Both turbos. Did did could you tell the difference between those in the in the trees? Was, oh yeah. Was one more comfortable than the other? Or? The
1: the 54 free ride turbo with the three-inch track was probably a little more predictable and a little more stable. The 146 free ride turbo with the two five track, you were just wheeling. Yeah. Like there was there was nothing nothing but wheeling. You could park and have the skis on the ground. But if you were moving, you were just wheeling. And that was that was fun. Because you were just riding the rear end of the track and like that that's where I I just came back from that. And I'm like, man, that this this shorter sled stuff is honestly some of the most fun I've had some building in the last ten years. Because I'm not I'm not trying to throw around and muscle around a, a lot of snowmobile anymore but i i'm just trying to hang on
0: right? yeah it didn't it didn't feel it didn't feel heavy at all it just it, it felt light it felt nimble and we were following each other you know through the same shitholes holes that you know we were taking the the long track through yeah the snow was deep and it was yeah it was it was just a lot of fun yeah
1: yeah i i agree and that 146 man you could You could kind of pick your way through, you know, and and get off and on the throttle and have that thing come up. But man, once you, once you kind of found your line, you you would just get on the throttle and that thing would just kind of stand up and you could, you were just steering with your feet, you know, and you, you could modulate the throttle, let it down a little bit and just lower the nose a touch. It's like boating with a boat that (laughs) doesn't point out, you know, (laughs) you you could just control how high the nose was. Like it it wasn't anything more than that. It was just controlling the attitude of the nose. That's awesome little break little break. tap here did you it, feel it was, much, yeah.
2: like the, did you feel like the 146 washed out at all and the hillside like side hilling and things or
1: yeah for sure like like a, little bit. a shorter track just that's one of the disadvantages is yeah. if you're trying to carve a pretty nasty long technical side hill like you've got to have your weight a little more further forward yeah and it's interesting on the on the free ride because it's a wider front end and a narrower track than an expert and you can feel that at times. You can feel like oh this is a lot more sled to get on its side um but the 15 wide track i think helps like it bridges the gap if they would have done everything about the free ride that they did for 24 except left a 16 wide track on it i think it would be harder to initiate right because you're you're tipping over a, a wider track so your leverage is a little farther out from center
2: well and again i mean this like you said this sled, the 146 probably built like Jay Metterbury specific. So and I think I actually think I talked to Jay once about the Skidoo and I think I was saying something about how the nose is always in the air or something like that. And he's like, Well, that's what I love about it. He's like, if I'm coming up to a tree, I can just lift the front end up, turn it around and set it back. And I'm sitting there thinking, Well, I don't know if that's how I was planning on coming back around that tree. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, for Jay, I mean that's that's how he rides. So mm-hmm. I mean, whether or not it holds that side hill or is more playful, I guess, is definitely preference and rider ability all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, and
1: I guess it comes down to your your riding style and, and skill set because you know a guy like Jay like you say, he's going everywhere a lot faster than most right. people are going. And yeah. so if you're a, if you're if you're not a Jay Manaberry and you're trying to pick a a tree line, you know, a you know, pretty technical line, you're doing it with skis on the ground and you're using the full length of the sled to right. to hold onto the mountain and change direction. And, and Jay is just up on the tail, just like all these quick turns and responding really quick. And yeah. Um, but so, so when the, I remember when the 16 wide track first came out on the Skidoo, they were, their big tagline was our one fifty five sixteen 16 wide track is the same footprint as their 15 wide one sixty five. Right. So.
2: But were they including that flex edge and the T motion stuff in that or? I don't know. Cause it wasn't the same footprint. Was it? <laughs>
1: not necessarily no but but maybe with the flex
2: edge and that they were kind of saying we have the same amount of track on the ground yeah just a little
1: yeah just a little more square inches touching the snow basically overall but when you're when you're on the side when you're on a side hill which anymore that's pretty much all you're doing you're you're on your left you're on your right all the time you're hardly ever just flat um the 16 track i don't think that you're getting the full benefit of it anymore
2: right
1: um in, in deep snow, like the expert that, and that's a distinction to make like the expert and the free ride are kind of intended toward two very different riders. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you are like, like the very technical terrain and you want to be able to, to pick and choose where you're going and be really precise about it, the experts probably the better setup. But, but if you, if you want like if you love going to the carnival or the fair <laughs> and you you throw down a hundred bucks on some tickets and you're like, just put me on the wildest ride out there and I just want to hang on over and over. That's a free ride. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. the free ride.
3: So the, both of those, an expert and a free rider built towards a very specific, like an aggressive rider mm-hmm. versus somebody who's going to ride a, uh, an adrenaline or a, a summit X
1: yeah so if you look at the full lineup, so there used to be the summit s p that's now called the adrenaline, and that's like full tunnel length with the big snow flap like that's your that's your total base model like almost rental rental outfit and then uh from there you have the adrenaline edge we've we've had the summit edge for a few years so now it's the adrenaline edge and that's an in season model the adrenaline and the adrenaline edge are both in season you can buy them walk into a dealership and pick them off the floor but the edge has the shorter tunnel and some of the some of the expert ish Hmm. upgrades to it and then you have x expert and freeride, and all three of those are spring order only like you got to put your name down on them early and, and go put your deposit on to get those the x would would be that's probably what i would put my my older brother or my dad on you know it's it's easier to initiate because it's the only one has the T Motion Flex. It, oh, you were talking about T the
2: T Motion. We got we got we got to sit down with
1: these guys and, and help them brainstorm some new rear suspension names. Yeah, because I think everybody has in their mind T Motion means Flex. When I hear T Motion, I just I think
2: of that Flex, and I personally it's that's not something I care for. So that's why I was saying earlier, maybe it's time to. Drop that, or rename, or maybe come up with something new. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So, so, so there's T T Motion is the is the Summit rear suspension. T Motion X is the flex. So okay. the 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 Summit X, the Edge, and the Adrenaline all have T Motion X, which means that that rear suspension pivots. And then T Motion XT is what's in the Expert and Freeride, which right. does not pivot. It's a rigid skid. Right. Just full-on typical rigid rigid skid. Um. But, yeah, they the naming gets confusing on there, and, it, and it's hard enough for us to keep track of it. I can't imagine, like, the general customer that's trying to sort all this out. But,
2: but like you said, somebody that maybe could use that a little bit more, a little bit easier initiation of a turn and stuff, that, that would come in handy with the Flex Edge and the, the
1: actual T-Motion yeah. X, right? T-Motion X, yeah. So T-Motion X, you get the Flex Skid plus the Flex Edge track. Right. okay. So and the, hmm. the Summit X is the lightest one in the lineup too. Like it's lighter than the free ride, it's lighter than the expert. Um, probably five pounds lighter than the expert, I think is is about what they're saying. So if you want the lightest uh Skidoo Mountain Sled, it's it's gonna be the Summit X. Um but if you want a little more precise, predictable, rigid feel, you know, you you were saying you like that flex edge stuff. Yeah. There's, and I, I
3: like the expert package also, but there's certain times that maybe you get a little bit lazy, not as aggressive that day, and that T-motion's awesome. Like, it's it's just easier to ride, easier to initiate, side hill, and if, I mean, if you're in a, on a steeper hill or something more aggressive, you want to hold a more aggressive line, then you know, the expert package is probably the better way to go. Yeah. A narrower front end, right? So expert's a 34, or so the X is a 36, right? Mm-hmm. So, but it, it, I think T-Motion X is, it is fun to ride and it's, it's easier to ride for a lot of people. I think there's a little bit of a learning curve that some people.
1: Uh, No, the, the X is 34 inch also. It is not. Yeah. So the X X is the narrower front end. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So, so the free ride has the 36 inch front end and the expert and the X both have 34 inch. Okay. So, so yeah. And I, and I got on the, I got on the X, I got on that one right there, that tan one. Um, I like it, and I I was a huge fan of the Gen Four and the XM before the Gen Mm Four, because of the Flex Edge Track and the T Motion Flex Suspension. I really liked it, but since the Expert has come out with the rigid skid, I I lean that way. Like, I have a hard time getting back on the X because it's, it's like okay, this is like, it's not as predictable and precise as the Expert. And so when I do get it to come over, it doesn't track like once it's on edge because that track is flexing just a little bit. It doesn't drive exactly where I want it to go. But it, yeah. but the X is easier to to flop it over on the side, especially where it's the narrower front end now. Did you jump on? Did you, you were you on the X for a little bit, Ryan? What yep. do you think about that?
0: I I thought it was still a very very capable sled. Um, it felt uh, you know it was definitely easier to get on its side, and but it was going. And it was going everywhere that I wanted it to go, so yeah. yeah. Like like Rhett said, it it's a it's a great sled still, and it goes wherever you want it to go. But and then if you're wanting to kind of chill out one day, there you go. That's yeah, the, yeah. that's the sled for you. Unless yeah. you're wanting to just push hard every time. You know, I think
3: the, snow conditions affect like the way the suspension handles a lot. Mm-hmm. So deeper snow will mask a lot of things. So if you get in more spring setup snow. I think probably the expert package is a better way to go. You know, as far as holding the side hill, things like that, it yeah, will, it's on a more aggressive chassis. You're not going to get so much flex that you'd, you'd feel more with that T Motion X. So, deeper snow masks a lot of things. You know, you can ride pretty much anything when it's bottomless powder. So,
1: yeah, everything feels light in deep snow. But I but I agree with you. Like, on, on in firm spring snow, like the expert's a little sketchy for me. Like it's, the skis are really aggressive and it's a narrow front end. Um, The X X probably takes some of that bite away, makes it a little more forgiving, I would say. But I don't know. Um, So so the X, so you got your three spring order packages, right? You've got the X, Expert, and Freeride. The X for 24 changes that it got were the adjustable brake lever and the adjustable limiter strap. So that's the only upgrades for 24. The, the expert got a new master cylinder. It's all aluminum, not plastic. So they were able to get rid of the aluminum cover on the plastic master cylinder. And then that master cylinder is a little more inboard so that the lever can move inboard a little more so that when you're just covering it with one finger, it's in a better position, Nice, a little more feel, a little more control. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the, what on the free ride, what did you feel ergo wise and just body positioning wise compared to the the expert do you feel anything different uh,
0: i felt i felt i had to be a little bit more i felt' I had to be at first a little bit more aggressive to get it to initiate mm-hmm. but once I got used to the it's really weird once I got used to the track speed and how how fast it was, I didn't have to actually do as much effort. Because I would use more track speed to get the sled tipped on its side. Yeah. So, yeah, where it's the same chassis, I was in, I was riding it in the same spot. But it, as far as getting it to initiate at first, I felt it was a little bit harder. But then once I got used to, yeah, once I got used to throttle control, it was it actually wasn't any harder to get on its side. But we were in good snow.
1: Yeah. So and I, and I agree with that because it it took a little like there's a little bit of trust factor you got to build yeah. with with the sled like how how hard do I have to work to get this thing to cut and bite and turn and lean and the x is probably the, <clears throat> the least amount but it's also it's also like once it once it comes over it can kind of do a lot of different things it's not not necessarily going to do exactly what i want it to do when the free ride comes over though like you know exactly when when it's when it's over on edge it's going to stay exactly where you want it so i think you can hit it a little harder you can be a little more aggressive with it and do yeah. make your initiations and your cuts with a little more speed just because when it comes over, it's going to stay, mm-hmm. and it's, it, it's a little more controllable, um, probably with that rigid skid. But the 15-wide track helps that thing. Like At high speed, um, that, that goes back to inertia, You know, track weights. If you've got a 16-wide track, it's going to be a little harder at speed to get that to lean mm-hmm. just because of the gyro effect. And so you take a little bit of mass out of that, and now that thing will lean slightly, slightly less effort but slightly easier. So the fifteen wide track is really cool on that
2: yeah and i'm and I'm sure there's a lot of engineering that goes into you know this concept of you got a fifteen inch wide track versus a sixteen you get a 34, 36 front end the length of the track I mean there's obviously some some changing in the actual contact points where a sled comes over i mean it's it's kind of interesting because like Brock stock I and' mean, you get your throttle. You've got the position of the skis, where this one actually sets forward. That probably changes that geometry just a little bit. So it's kind of interesting. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, kudos to the Skidoo guys. I think it's awesome to see something like, like even the spindle idea. Um, and I don't know where that came from exactly, but, but um, just just to use you know my truck for example, I I've had some alignment work done on that. I know that the one guy that I talked to, he actually moved the tires forward. He says that lengthens just a little bit, changes the actual action of the suspension and and it took kind of that little bit of wobble down the road and i don't know i just i think that's cool versus like a blue or a red i mean it's cool that there's you know i i like that's one thing that i think skidoo does a great job i love that when we ride and talk to them they're always looking for something new something better and and so that's that's pretty cool
1: yeah so you've got you've got your three main models x expert and freeride that are quite different yeah like, yeah. like different rear suspensions, different track widths, different spindles, enough different between all three of them to, to really have to make sure that you shop and, and study these machines before you go buy them. Yeah. You know, like, like you say, a lot of guys just buy based on color
2: Yeah, <laughs> and they're, they're
1: picking models because that color combo on that model is better, but it's not really what they want. And, and we've, I think we've had a problem in the mountain segment for a while of everybody just wants the coolest one out there.
0: Yeah, they they just want to buy what Jay's riding or what Caleb's mm-hmm. riding, just what exactly what they're riding, but they need to do their homework and actually find the sled that is going to be set up for the style of riding that they do.
1: Yeah, like, how many guys did you see go buy Lynxes this year? And then they're like, "Well, there's no rear bumper on it, and this thing's why is this thing so hard to steer, and why does it, why is it harder to side hill?" Right. You know, because it's a, it's a jump sled made in Finland for people that ride on concrete. Like they don't need rear rear bumpers over there. They don't get they don't get stuck. You know, and they, they can get away with a, with a really more aggressive, longer, flatter ski because they're not really in it for flotation. They're in it for bridging bumps. Like that's the whole point behind the link ski is to bridge bumps. It's more of a race type ski. Uh, but you've got everybody that just wants that. And I think people are starting to realize like, okay, I've I've really got to figure out like which tool is the best for what I want to do. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I like, saying that, what are you going to buy? you
3: know, after riding these three,
1: you know, that, or you Brock, that's a good question because I, I loved the 2023 expert. In fact, uh, we did a, an expert turbo and an expert NA. I I didn't get a free ride. I didn't get an X for 23. It was all expert because I love it going into 24. Um, I, I, I tell you right now, I'm going to order a, a free ride turbo, and it might even be a 146. I think <laughs> because that thing was so fun. And maybe maybe it'll be two free rides. But I think I'm I think I'm going with the free ride this year. Like if I'm picking one, and that's going to be my sled to ride and own, it's going to be a free ride, just because it's it does most of what the expert does, and what it doesn't do is enough of a compromise that I'm fine with it. It might be a little harder in a couple situations, and what it does better. Just puts a smile on your face. <laughs> Higher track speed, little little quicker spin up, a little more awesome. responsive. It's just more some, fun. Yeah. What do you think?
0: Well, I'm probably well. Last year on the on the sk- skidoo's that we had, I spent a lot of time on the free ride. That's the one that Ryan was just like, yeah, go ride this and go put some miles on it. You need to learn how to ride a skidoo. <laughs> so I uh, I spent a lot of time on that free ride. And now that they've brought this free ride and we started riding this twenty four like i think i would probably choose a, i'd probably choose a either a 154 or 146 free ride if i was a consumer i'd probably <coughs> buy a 154 just because it's more more versatile um it can it you can do more things you know for my my style of riding but like ryan said the fun factor on that 146 where we were at was yeah it was through the roof
1: see that that's the problem with the track links it's like it's like, yeah, I should, I should just get an F-150 because I can do everything I need to do in a day Except. for the year with an F-150. But, man, I want a Raptor for the weekends. you know. <clears throat> so, I, so I agree with you. A 154 3-inch is like from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, that's probably going to be better suited to what I'm doing. But, man, if I can get by on 146 Turbo, the times <laughs> where that sled lights up, oh, my gosh, that's going to be fun.
0: <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying the fun factor on that sled is i th- it was it was funner than the 154 but i'd probably buy a 154 because i it, i don't know i could use it all year yeah even on the de- on deep deep snow days you're you're still going to
1: be able to roll on that 154 i i will say too that if if i'm on if if i did get the 146 turbo i'm only i'm only riding two hours at a time
2: that's. I was going to ask. Like you're talking like ten minutes. Yeah, it like, severely impacts. Yeah, for you know, that ten like, minutes that you're on the 146 turbo, it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and then same, wore
1: out. Same experience that we had in Afton yeah. in January. Like, it, yeah, like if I'm on a 146, it's going to impact the length of my ride because <laughs> I'm going to get worn out in a hurry. But you have a lot of fun in a short amount of time. Yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> okay, so <selfless> fun. <laughs> so that that's that's something. I mean, that's definitely something to consider. Is like. Do you want just a play sled or do you want a sled that does it all?
2: I think we're going to call it the carnival now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, circus ride. The circus ride. That's what it was, circus ride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, for the uh, last little segment here, we we posted on uh, on Snowist Magazine's Instagram account uh, some, you know, ask us a question. Uh, this was after all of this stuff released, so everybody was able to, Go on and cool. look at all the the new updates and everything. Um, so let's, Justin, you want to run through some of those?
2: Yeah, let's see. Um, here's from Tyler Nay: Are the front skis
1: required?
2: Ah, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Are the front skis
1: required on the 146 Turbo? No, no, <laughs> no. You can you can take them off and leave them in the trailer. Uh,
2: That's awesome. Um, what differences do you notice with the 15 inch track versus the? 16 inch
1: yeah i think we covered that, we covered like, that it, quite a bit yeah spool up like like low inertia it it feels more responsive like in in the same way that a 9r feels more responsive than an 850 because everything they did to the 9r is lower mass lower rotating mass more uh, less inertia the free ride because of the 15 inch track feels the same way it's snappier it's more responsive feels like a race sled and then higher track speed mm-hmm. so everything is wilder because it's a narrower track uh here's one that might be good to answer why no 165
2: on the free ride
1: oh that's an easy answer because there is there a 165 is one, yeah. that was a typo
2: right on um chain case update question mark
1: um that i don't know i don't know anything about a chain case update i i remember some stuff but you know
0: they didn't mention anything about a chain case update
1: yeah i okay. think it, i think it's all pretty similar you know we, I,
2: I think we kind of covered this one too. Did they only do these spindles for the free ride and not the Summit Expert? But we've kind of talked about
1: that. Correct. It's only, yeah, it's only that spindle is only on the free ride. Free ride only. And and if if you put that spindle on an expert, it's going to uh, take away some of the expert's good abilities because the expert is more of like in the deep snow, in the mountains, in the technical terrain. That's where the spindle that's currently on the expert makes that thing handle really well it okay. just makes it a little sketchier on hardback and bumpy stuff right.
2: okay uh hickory creek inc how does it compare to riding a pro
0: rmk
1: no, you take no, you take that I'd one because you were just I'd on say, the 9 i i'd
0: say no comparison they, they're they not the same yeah they 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 feel different we you know at least for me when i ride a when i write a pro rmk chaos it's a totally different ride than than the than the summit chassis or the Freeride chassis expert chassis.
1: Yeah. And we, I mean, we obviously get that question probably more than anything because Polaris guys are tempted and they're like, okay, what is the, what, what skidoo is closest to a Polaris? But they're so flipping different and mainly because of the steering. You got lay down steering versus vertical steering. So they handle completely different. It forces your body position to do things totally different. Right. But, but I
0: will say this, you know, if you're, if you're looking at getting, you know, a different, uh, a different, brand of snowmobile than you're used to riding um don't don't base it off of going out and you know playing in the meadow on your buddy's you know skidoo you know for 30 minutes and saying you know it's a piece of garbage it's going to take you a couple days to get used to it but once you get used to that snowmobile your body will adapt to the snowmobile yeah that's my
1: opinion yeah and that's something i I think you've learned because you you being an arctic cat guy right you know compared everything to arctic cat and i think polaris guys compare everything to their polaris and naturally so like like that's just what you would do
2: well yeah even the other day when we rode i uh i probably spent the first half of the ride a couple hours on the skidoo and hadn't did you like it? it hold on yeah but like that's what Whoa. i was gonna say i've kind of been down on it but honestly i just i was like huh. Oh. i'm like i actually was going where i wanted it to go um the power input like everything yeah, i really enjoyed it so it was it was kind of funny actually to get back on the polaris after that and and feel that difference because i i probably haven't spent that enough time on the skidoo so so
1: i mean there's some similarities there you the free ride has a 15 wide track and a 36 inch front end so does the polaris
2: yeah
1: but other than that that's kind of where it ends that's it, and, yeah. and the skidoo has its own feel and as polaris has its own feel yeah. and the free ride within the within the skidoo lineup the free ride has its own feel compared to the expert and X.
2: interesting that'll be interesting to see that next week
1: um d s Bork does the
2: 15 inch track sleds have narrower tunnels no no nope. same tunnel
1: and that so maybe maybe that's the next thing they do I mean that that's millions of dollars in tooling right there uh, but yeah. if they if they also narrowed up the tunnel why would it you? be worth it why, yeah because they can't narrow up where your feet are because the clutches and from clutch to chain case like that's a fixed width regardless of the track width hmm. but they could narrow up the tunnel so you're so not it comes back. Yeah, so you're a little bit
2: a little more
3: tapered.
1: I don't know if it'd no. be worth the money on the investment, yeah. but, but maybe you, it would. What are you gaining? <laughs> yeah. You know, The tunnel comes in an inch. An inch isn't that much. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you on the free ride, I did it on the one fifty four and I did it on the one forty six. Like just I'm I'm riding along and I'm I'm just in a full on wheelie and I'm picking my line through the trees and I just kinda lose my line. And You just stay on the throttle and the thing, it it doesn't dig down. Like the track doesn't go down into the snow. It just goes up and over. (laughs) And so you, you need to be like off to one side or the other. You don't want to be like going straight up the hill when you run out of somewhere to go, because that thing will just stand up and flop right back onto the snow. So you want to be like turned a little bit, but uh, that's... I don't know where a, a narrower tunnel would come into play on that because we're no longer down in the snow. Right. Hmm. It would just be almost comfort, if anything.
2: Yeah, which who's to say that the wider isn't a little more comfortable rather than getting narrower. You don't have anywhere to put your feet. I don't know. Unless it actually turns into more foot more foot placement. So, uh, 920 Builds, LLC. Any rumors of a belt drive
1: in the future? Thought maybe it would be this year. I don't think Skidoo likes belt drives. I think they're pretty confident in in a durable chain drive that's that's kind of their angle
2: here's one from brock star gen tab who is more full of shit justin stevens or bruce Kerb? <laughs> 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 oh
1: man how did that one get through how the did that
0: one get through <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh, i don't know the answer to that one <laughs> well it's got to be curbs because he didn't show up yeah, De- definitely it's curbs. gotta be
0: gotta
2: be curbs <laughs> <laughs> should have he should have come huh uh Let's see. Oh, here's one. You talked about this earlier. Um, Lane P18. Can I buy an electric Grand Touring?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we, I was going to hit on that after we did the, the, the uh, questions. But So, we did two days of intro with Skidoo. The first day was mountain. The second day was trail. Second day, uh, rode the MXZ Turbo R, which is, a, which is an absolute rocket. Sorry, I have breathing issues here. I <laughs> so, rode the MXZ Turbo R, and I, I'm talking about that one before I get the electric Grand Turin, just because that's what we rode over. And uh, that MXZ, it's got water methanol injection, just because how do they, you know, on a mountain sled, you can keep everything cool because you're in deep snow most of the time. Yeah. Like you're, you're cooling the coolers and it's bringing down the operating temp of the engine. On a trail sled, you don't have that luxury. Like you can generate a lot of heat without much cooling what, whatsoever. Right. Right. So rather than use like an intercooler, uh, they came up with water methanol injection, which, which is not new, but it's new to a two stroke turbo. Huh. It's something from the diesel days. Um, methanol basically keeps the water from freezing. There's other additives in their mix um, for corrosion and everything, but it's basically injecting water into the intake air to bring down the temperature, which cools the engine and huh. maintains the horsepower level interesting it's really cool so anyway that that thing's an absolute rocket uh, faster than I really care to go at this age oh. <laughs> on on <laughs> oh, trees with opposite. power poles and other snowmobiles <laughs> and, and yeah it, that was absolutely insane but anyway so we ride over to the West Yellowstone Airport and they take us in uh to this hangar and we we get off all of our stuff and this we, we figure we're just going in for lunch and uh they, they don't let us inside. And it, I mean, it's like two degrees. It was cold and they don't let us go inside. And they're like, Hey, everybody take your helmets off too. I'm like what? So we're all standing out in the cold to take our helmets off. They've got video cameras going. We're standing around. Like we're in one of those Chevy commercials where, you know, they bring out the new whatever. And this, this, you hear just this sliding on the ice, like this little skittering sound. <laughs> and this, this white electric snowmobile just comes boogying around the corner. And pulls up in front of us, and it is just dead silent, <laughs> just completely silent. And it's it's the new Grand Touring electric, <laughs> fully electric. And uh, they they let us ride him. So, first off, before before we go down the electric snowmobile path, I've just got to say that nobody is going to roll up, you know, and surround your house in Subaru Foresters and take away your internal combustion engines. That's not the direction that this is going. Right. They, they are trying to fill a void for rental fleets, where they can get rid of the maintenance and the expense yeah. and the mess, and uh, so basically this Grand Touring Electric is a, is a rental fleet snowmobile. Right. You you can't even buy one next year if you wanted to anyway. It's only being built for rental outfits, um, and the thing you know the thing is is speed limited. Uh, when we wrote it. There, there's two keys. So the DSS tether is a, is a key, wow. which changes the fuel, you know, basically the changes the, not fuel map, but it's because it's a, it's all electric. <laughs> um, it's like, it's, it's more like an RC car, if anything. <laughs> um, so th- they did say that, that the battery is up front, like where the, the engine and the exhaust would be like under the hood. They didn't let us look at it. They wouldn't take the side panels huh. off or anything. Um, so the battery is up there in the engine compartment, and then it's a direct drive. So there's there's an electric motor that mounts to the jack shaft and then turns the chain case and then drives the track. Um, yeah, so there's no clutch. Yeah. That, that's that's pretty weird to think about. No, no CVT system, no clutches. Just a, an electric motor mounted on the jack shaft, turns the track. Because you don't need that. Because with electricity... Like I don't know if you've ridden, uh, driven Teslas and yeah, yeah, it,
2: it's,
1: yeah it's, it's it's the different. same deal. There's like
2: no shifting. There's no <laughs> there's there's no
1: shifting, <laughs> but but you can have you can have five percent power, you can have twenty percent power, you can have a hundred percent power, and it's it's as linear as you want to make it mm. with your programming. Um, so anyway, uh, this thing had pretty short range, uh, like like thirty five mile range but it recharges relatively quickly like in an hour and a half it'll go from 10% to 80% charge and then within three hours i think a three hour window you can go from zero to 100% on charging capacity so for you know you, you go to west thing yellowstone things. and you have a you have a, a full rental setup coming in they can go out and do 30 miles come Warning back in afternoon yep.
0: so that's probably that's the way that <laughs> uh that's the way that the rental fleets are going to go in west yellowstone probably because they uh, you know, when I was at Arctic Cat I remember, you know, talking to some of the some of the uh guys up there at West Yellowstone at the um at the park and they they want best available technology mm-hmm. as far as you know emissions right. and stuff for all the animals and, yep. uh, and the stuff national up park. in the in the national parks. And so I yeah, I could see the, the national parks you know starting to require that now that this is available
1: yeah and it's it's kind of an it's kind of an end user green mentality because it's certainly not cleaner overall to produce right but the battery technology and everything um who who know i'm not saying that for fact i don't really know that's just my ignorant idaho and speculation on all this (laughs) um but but you're right like like you get rid of you get rid of the gasoline you get rid of the two-stroke oil you get rid of the belt there's no dry belt there's so your maintenance goes way down um and it's, it's quiet. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely quiet. Like Jerry Matthews and I were riding side by side, uh, kind of racing, honestly, but just talking and we were talking. Yeah. We, we were, we were full throttle, 25, 30 miles an hour and just talking side by side. Um, but yeah, we, we, they had a little course set up for us and we were, we were racing, we were trying to cut, cut each other off and everything. But, um, so they had two keys. They had the tour key, which is like speed limited to 25 miles an hour and then they had the guide key which was speed limited to like 30 or 35 so that the guide can maintain the group a little bit better it's it's not so i i, I first spoke about the MXZ turbo r with water water methanol injection the electric snowmobile is not that <laughs> it, it could be that it could go faster than the MXZ turbo but for a couple minutes I mean the capability is there for electricity to go faster than anything that this gasoline stuff is producing, but uh the whole idea with the electric snowmobile is is just tourism. And that's where it's going. I think we're in the early stages. Maybe I don't think it I don't think the technology allows for anything to go electric in the mountains at this point, just because of your range.
2: Yeah. Battery tech isn't quite there. And honestly, like we live in a rural area not to get off on that, but I mean, you got to go to Utah, battery tech's not there. If you want to go ride dirt bikes all day with your buddies, you're not going to make it Mm -hmm. on a battery. So, but that's, that's a great start and I'm sure it'll improve over time.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's the problem with electric from, from my understanding of what they were explaining is, is your, your window of load is so big on electric, like, like a gasoline engine can vary in miles per gallon, uh, you know, a little bit. It'll, it'll definitely vary if you're in deep snow climbing versus on hardback trail.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: An electric engine um, or electric motor and the battery capacity, that that range varies significantly more if your load is high or low. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not really an application that's going to find its way into the mountains anytime soon. Interesting. Um, the one, one other thing I wanted to point out on this electric snowmobile, it weighs the same as a grand touring internal combustion dry weight. So without without fuel, so the, the electric is overall lighter, hmm. basically, because That's by the cool. time you put gasoline into the other one, you're going to be a little bit heavier. Um It was cool. It, it was definitely something I wasn't expecting to to spend a little bit of time that day riding an electric snowmobile, but it was it was cool. That's cool. So, yeah, there's that. Do you want more
2: questions? Uh Yeah, a couple more. Okay. Hey, this one's for you, Brock, from Brogan Z-Man. I don't know. I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, why buy a
0: Skidoo over an
2: Arctic
0: Cat? <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a tough one. I, I like Arctic Cats. Um, right now, right now, I would say I would buy a Skidoo over an Arctic Cat for that uh, Turbo R motor. Hmm.
1: It's, it's, man, it's just it. I was talking to to an ambassador who is uh, dealing with aftermarket turbos still and Mm -hmm. and it's just like like i told him i like man i I completely forgot that not everybody's on on factory turbos and there are people (laughs) out there still trying to tune a turbo to get 200 horse and fighting it every day
0: right yeah no that's i mean
1: and like i I feel bad for you man because it's so cool over here on these factory turbos (laughs) they're great aren't they oh
0: my gosh so for
2: the options, that's a good idea. <coughs> uh, and this one probably there's no answer. I don't know that you know an answer, but uh, will Skidoo make a mid-sized sled so kids don't have to go from a 200 to a 600?
1: They've got the Neo. The Neo. Son Neo. That's there exactly what that is, and it's cheaper than the uh, Blast. Like it's, it's it's a sweet. So flight. where does
2: the Neo fall in that? If we're so like
1: the the Neo is a it's a 600. Isn't it a 600?
0: It's a 600, but it's basically done, basically it's de-tuned. detuned to like a 400. Yeah. So,
2: nice. And I I think we hit on this. I mean, here, uh, Peterbilt 736, I, I keep seeing improved spindle geometry, but can't find any specifics. I think we covered that probably enough. Or,
1: Yeah, it, it's just an increased trail. So okay. it brings the ski bolt back closer to the bottom of the spindle rather than pushing it out forward. They push it out forward on the Summit Expert and the X because in deep snow, it just makes it easier to turn. Nice. But that's where the twitch comes from. And so they, they they increase the trail, bring that ski back a little bit, so that it has more natural tendency to keep the ski straight in bumpy trails. Nice. That it for those?
2: Yeah, um, the, most of the most the rest we've covered <clears throat> covered pretty good. So
1: okay, well, if you got anything else you want to hit on these on these skidoo's, I think we've covered everything. I think we're good. All right. Well, we're gonna be back on them uh, here in a few days and uh i think we'll be on one for the rest of the season as well on one of these free ride turbos so looking forward to that um so do yourself a favor go to snowwest.com and subscribe to the magazine uh, the march 2023 issue is going to come out with all the news on the 2024s it's a it's a good asset if you're trying to decide what to order and it's a lot of good information um, you can subscribe uh to snow west get seven issues a year Uh we have digital version we have print version Uh, A lot of good information, a lot of great photos, a lot of cool new products, uh, a lot of stuff you're not going to see trying to find and scroll through Instagram. Speaking of Instagram, we also have uh, at Snow West Magazine, uh, our Instagram account. Uh, A lot of good content there. We try to mix it up pretty good. Uh, Go to snowwest.com as well and order some merch. We've got, uh, uh, we're working on some hoodies, got some new hoodies coming out here pretty quick, new shirts, new hats, new style, uh, a lot of new stuff. And uh, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're now on Amazon Podcasts. I didn't know there was an Amazon Podcast, but we're now on Amazon Podcasts. (laughs) And you can uh, also watch our podcasts, the ones that we uh, capture video of. You can watch those on our YouTube channel. Uh, So make sure you subscribe to the snow show on your favorite podcast platform. So you don't miss an episode. This is a direction that we're going in that we're going to do most of our reviews and testing and, and recaps uh, over podcasts. So be sure to check that out, but thank you for listening. And thanks for coming in for the show.
0: Thanks for listening. And thank you to our show sponsors. Can't get enough sledding content? Subscribe to Snow West Magazine at snowwest.com and get seven issues from September through March. Try our awesome new vertical digital format or get magazines mailed to your door. And subscribe to our YouTube channel for the latest sled reviews, interviews, and more.